Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books, recorded by two men in the same room. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. We're same same roomsmen. Yes. Groomsmen. (laughs) Is that where that saying comes from? Groomsmen? Yeah. Because they're in the same room? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean... If you went to a wedding and they were like, well, one of the groomsmen's in a different room, you'd be like, what? Yeah. What, is the world topsy-turvy? I mean, sadly, Tom, for this these last 14 months, that's how they had to do weddings. Yeah. Separate rooms. Do you the have- bride and the, crew, the groom, in some cases, never met. Wow. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. That's uh, interesting. Fucked up times we're living in. Yeah. Time. I mean, I've seen like- like uh, court cases and stuff where like the hearings were over Zoom and sometimes like the the criminal and the judge weren't in the same room. And if I were a lawyer, I would appeal based on that. I'd be like, how do we even know that if. person was a judge? If, if I went back to the law. Okay, yeah. Um, if you were somehow rebarred. <laughs> right, which I don't think they can do. No. Especially when you're, the transgressions were as, <laughs> as as bad as the ones that hey, you Hey, I've heard about. of rebarb, but rebarred? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, yeah, I guess uh, that's why I'm surprised to hear some people were in different rooms when they got married. Yeah, hey, some people uh, uh, who have been married sleep in different rooms yeah like you you were saying earlier tom if i had space to like <laughs> look god what an amazing luxury that would be yeah like to have the option would be like we wouldn't sleep in separate rooms but like i mean even if 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 we wanted to or if one of us wanted to <laughs> we don't have the space for it yeah um do you have a lot of weddings to go to coming up it's it's a wedding season i have there's one in Canada. Whoa! That I think probably won't even because Canada's still Canada's still in in yeah, bad shape in bad as far shape. as like uh, vaccinations and stuff. I believe. I think that was supposed or to be at least in, like some parts of Canada. Yeah, but it was supposed to be in like July or August, and uh-huh. they just extended that there's no inessential travel. To Canada through, like, I think the end of June. So, like, right. it's, like, cutting it close. Yeah. Um, One in September. And one in October that you're going to, Tom. And yes. I wanted to talk to you about this. Okay. Well, now is a perfect time, Tim. Tim, people are paying. So, sure. Let's let's get on Hotels.com no, and start booking rooms that's, live. That's not what I wanted to say, Tom. Well, actually, do we have to book room? I don't We'll talk about that part. Okay. The dress code mm-hmm. is bright colors. Yes. Um, which is cool. Whatever. Yeah. It it's yeah, we could say who it's for. Right. I don't know. It's for we'll our, it. uh friend of the show, Dan Deacon. Right. Uh, can we say that? Can we say it? Yeah. I don't know. Is he like a boy idol that no that uh We're they want to his business around? Well, then bleep that part. I'm not going to bleep it. You said <laughs> it. You bleep it. No, but I'm sure it's going to be a fun wedding. And the dress code is no dress code as far as like casual, formal black tie. Just that you have to wear bright colors. I am struggling with this because I. it's not that I'm like, ooh, this is stupid. Like, I think that's a great yeah, idea. You don't have bright color clothes. I don't clothes. have bright color clothes. I don't, I can't think of a way because I don't want to show up in like a t-shirt, right? Well, yeah, which you could according to the invitation. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I thought me and you should go in together and get uh, some dumb and dumber style suits. I mean, I would do that, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to spend... $5,000 on a yeah. suit you wear one time? Yeah, and I'll never wear, I don't know, seersucker suits? Would that be? Would that no. Be? What, Those like are... a, a pink? A pink one, sure. Yeah, or a baby blue? Yeah, yeah, actually, that would be fine. Yeah. I don't know, but then also, like, am I going to spend, like, $700 on a seersucker <laughs> well, suit? Well, that, that's the problem. I mean, I was- I'm not a southern gentleman. You are a sucker. I am. Um, I was planning on just buying like a cheap suit that's very bright and tear away. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, 
cheap enough that it would probably be tear away whether it was intended to be nice. or not. All right. Uh, yeah, because it's also but solid color. Do you think that's what I I was I wanted to get? I couldn't find Ooh. what you could dress like the Riddler. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, if that's we, what I'm doing. If you got like a Halloween Riddler costume. Yeah. First of all, Dan would be like thrilled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing would make him happier. Maybe marrying, getting getting married <laughs> right. would be would be uh, you know, more of a highlight. But yeah, yeah. I think I told you I, when I was in college, I was. Eh, I'm not going to get into this. Matthew Lesko, <laughs> yeah, who, a man who famously dressed like the Riddler in infomercials, yeah, and everybody loved him. Yeah, unlike the Riddler. Uh, have you seen the controversy about the new Riddler, Tim? What is he like a uh, S and M guy now? Yeah, he's like a like a Zodiac killer style. Yeah. Uh, Like a reinvention of the rhythm, which isn't really like, you know, obviously in comics, people have thought of like, oh, what if the Riddler was just like a serial killer that left clues? Right. Yeah, I've decided that I'm not going to keep up on Batman news just because like I generally don't see the movies (laughs) or watch the TV. Like I know there's a new animated series coming out. too. It's like. I don't need to know about these things. I don't. I don't <laughs> consume these things. I don't need to read the the yeah, you, variety and deadline articles you about need them. To be in the zeitgeist, Tim. People come to this podcast to learn the latest Batman news. We have a friend. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> right. Oh, I can say names, but you can't. <laughs> no, there's just somebody that like claimed like they had to like be up on the news because they do comedy it's like no you don't you don't need to be up on the news (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you could yeah all right um just uh learn about like uh ancient history and do some jokes uh Uh, here comes ginger ginger is coming in the room to see what's going on ginger had not she's seen you a few times she hasn't seen you in my apartment i don't think she understood who i was out of context Right, and then once you came in the room, the the home office I have where we're recording, then she was like, "Oh, right, yeah. the 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 bore." <laughs> now I remember who this guy is. She loves me, Tom. <laughs> she loves everybody. She's a very loving dog. There's not really. Oh, she's sitting right next to you now, yeah. staring at me, but sitting. Yeah. She's like, she's trying to make you jealous. I think is it working? No, I think she's trying to be like, "Hey, stop talking to him. Pay attention to me. I'll just sit." In between you, I'll what sit did? right in front of him. No, nah, she's not going to come on your lap. Well, maybe she will. Okay. She's not going to like it. Yeah. I've trained her not. It. I've trained her not to do <laughs> do things like go on your lap. You don't know how to get up here, huh? I think she just doesn't trust you. After a she, year, she... we just have no idea what good content is. <laughs> <laughs> this is great content. Um. Yeah, so new Riddler. I'm I'm I'll hold my thoughts on Batman. Who owns the IP to the McDonaldland characters? McDonald's does. Yeah, but like they have to align with some I don't like, think if so. Warner Brothers like had the rights to develop that and the fucking hamburglar showed up in a in a Batman movie. <laughs> if if, Imagine the, if that. the hamburglar killed the Riddler. Like yeah. all of a sudden the Riddler is given a big speech and then he gets like a, I don't know, like a huge plastic knife plunged through his chest. And then it's revealed that uh, that was an oversized McDonald's. The the knives they give you if you order like pancakes in the morning. Hotcakes. Hotcakes. Uh, is that like a legal thing why they can't call them pancakes? Well, you know, if you don't make something in an actual pan. <laughs> right. You're opening yourself up to all sorts of lawsuits. Um, but anyway, well, had this all. Oh yeah, weddings. Yeah, I've got. You said you have three weddings. Yeah, I think I have three weddings this summer. You gonna go? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm planning on going to all of them, but uh, it's like I can't even imagine the people that have them. Uh, cause like it's nerve wracking enough as a guest being yeah. like, is this going to happen or not? Like, is, is something going to change abruptly right before? Cause even though like, you know, the U S is in a good place right now. Uh, 
don't know. Another one could could come out of nowhere. Another virus, maybe. I mean, anything could happen, especially in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. A shooting can happen at a at an event. Well, and pretty soon, the truth about UFOs is going to be the lid's going to be blown off. Yeah, and then maybe we'll all not be in the mood to go to weddings. Would you change your life in any meaningful way? No, I mean that's like the weird thing. So. You know, because it's uh, like it's not new. It's not like coming out that it's like, oh, and they've made contact and told us that yeah. we all have twenty one days, and then they're gonna vaporize us. Yeah, the the difference, the the new thing is that the government saying like, yeah, they're like UFOs are real in that there are flying objects, aerial phenomena that we cannot identify. We do not know what these are. Right. Um. And I think they're doing a good job of like, you know, I mean, I guess what else would they do? But like, you know, treating it pretty scientifically, like, well, we have no, you know, or at least outwardly, like, well, no, they're not. They could be aliens, but we have no indication that they're aliens. We have no indication what the hell these things are. Could be are. the Russians or the Chinese. Tim, I don't mean to scare you, but it could be the Riddler. Which Riddler? The jovial one from it could uh, be a bunch of them teaming up across the multiverse to to you know riddle me this what are these I things flying the in the riddler. sky the riddler the didn't riddler. even have good riddles he had some you know what he would have riddles that were just like regular riddles and then he would have riddles for Batman, and it was always like, well, it's pretty easy to like suss out like he's kidnapped Commissioner Gordon, <laughs> and if the if the riddle's something like the answer is the commissioner, and then he's also missing. Why would he leave riddles that would like leave breadcrumbs f- for them to foil his plan? Though that's like because uh... it's kind of like the Zodiac Killer. Where it's it's taunting, yeah. Where yeah. like the Riddler, so his whole thing, and like what makes him different from like the Joker, for example, is that he believes he's so much smarter than everyone. Mm-hmm. But he also thinks like Batman's smarter than most people. He's still nowhere near me, but he's pretty smart. So at least like with him, I can play a game, it's cat and mouse. Yeah, yeah. Like at, at least he'll understand some of this. Uh, but then he always, you know, once he gets caught, he claims that like he was dumbing it down for Batman or whatever. You know, he's, he's got like a real, uh, complex about like a real ego, I guess about uh, his, uh, intelligence. So that's why he does it. I mean, like I said, same reason why the Zodiac killer was taunting. That's essentially what Zodiac killer went out on top, man. He's Zodiac killer went out on top. I mean, he got away with he, it. He got everything a man could ever want. No, he got everything he wanted. By the way, uh, we bored Ginger. She left the room. <laughs> she waddled right out of here. She's like, oh, the Zodiac killer? Who gives a shit? Now they're, they're comparing Batman villains now. Oh, the bedroom door is closed, so she is back. Uh, Tim, this week I read a book. An entire book. Well, I didn't read an entire book, but I read more of the book that I've been reading since last week. George Orwell's Dystopian Nightmare 1984. Yeah. It's not a historical uh, reenactment of what happened during 1984. What did I happen during up. 1984? The Olympic yeah, Games? Yeah, I think the- The what, Miracle LA on Olympics? Ice? Is that the Miracle on Ice? Mm, I think the LA. Oh, that's when they were doing summer and winter at the same yeah. time. So yeah, perhaps miracle nail yeah. and spa on ice. Nineteen eighty. Sorry, that was Lake Placid. Oh, okay. um, let's uh, let's look up the nineteen eighty four Olympic Games. Lake, Are Lake, you going to yell at me for going on no, a tangent? I'm, here? I'm just going to try and talk though. Okay. Lake Placid is where I almost went to audition for the. Um, bobsled team when as a child oh well i didn't know unless there was like a commercial <laughs> you you wanted <laughs> and i was like we should do that my fam i was like it's in new york and like did you have this problem as a kid where it's like how big could new york state possibly yeah, exactly. be 
it's in the same state. Like we've gone on vacations, uh, you know, nearby states. We've gone to Connecticut for an afternoon. Surely any place in New York has to be closer than even the nearest place in Connecticut. Tom, I got news for you. Uh, the Winter Olympics mm-hmm. in 1984 were hosted in Sarajevo, Yugoslavia. Uh, okay. um, and the Summer Olympics were in Los Angeles. Yes, that I knew. You were right. Um, the what is cauldron? The cauldron. Oh, it's people who have lit the Olympic cauldron because it says oh, okay. opened by President Ronald Reagan. Well, oh, of course, in California, he was yeah. like, "Well, here I am in California." I mean, that turned into not a good Reagan. Tim. I I've I've talked on the show. I've been watching uh, for all mankind. And uh, the the other day I watched, uh, no spoilers, but I'm on an episode where a character got a phone call like out of nowhere and they were like, please hold for the president. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's going to be Reagan because it's the 80s. And literally the first thing he said was, well. Yeah, of course. That's how you <laughs> I was know like, Reagan. oh, all right. That's how, yeah. Somebody's a complete guide fan on the, <laughs> on the staff of For All Mankind. <laughs> Presumably the man they got to play, Ronald Reagan, learned everything he knows from my Ronald Reagan. Uh, the cauldron was lit by it was lit, lighted by Rafer Johnson, who was an American decathlete and film actor. Passed away in December 2020. Tom just left us. Wow! And he was decapitated. You said sorry. <laughs> I I had to get my dog's bed for a moment. <laughs> I understand. Uh, he died in Sherman Oaks. Was that your question? Sherman Oaks, California? Yeah. Huh. You've been there. Yep, I have. Anyway, I read uh, more of this book, George Orwell's 1984. Chilling. Uh, Can you give a brief recap? I'm not going to like... Whenever it's your week, I hate when you ask me to read. It makes me feel like I'm back in school. Yeah. So I'm going to give you just a like, you can give a real broad overview. Also, I feel like it was a hundred years ago that we (laughs) recorded. Um, There's a man. It's the future, but really it's our past. Yeah, which is a real mind fuck. He hates this lady, but he also has a crush on her. Mm Um. And Big Brother watches you. Yeah. And I that's pretty much all I remember. Yeah, and he, and he works for the party. He's, oh, right, he's right. an inner party member. But he has his doubts, but he can't say it. And then like he he catches a glimpse of another guy that like probably has his yeah, doubts O'Brien. also. And then there's also all this stuff about like setting the scene about like or or, or creating the world about like how they get angry at their enemies and they have to repeat like uh false statements and stuff yeah and and his his all the stuff that you've heard about 1984 happens and his job is like uh uh correcting documents oh right uh magazines and and articles and in why i said magazines newspapers (laughs) magazines those kinds of things that are inaccurate when really it's they're changing right. what the past was. And, and that, also putting some things down the memory hole. Does he do any yes. of that? Okay, yeah. Um, which is also like, you know, obviously this book's hugely influential, a classic book. I've never heard of it. Tim, it inspired Apple's ad for Macintosh in 1984. Yeah. You were asking what happened in 1984. Well, how about that? Was that based on a movie version? I of believe it? that was based yeah. on the movie. I think there's only really one movie. Am version? I going to watch that movie? You didn't yeah. put it on the schedule, and I really don't like watching movies <laughs> like that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I like watching art films. Tom. I want to say somebody like <laughs> Ian McKellen's in it or something, hmm. but I Steve McQueen. You said I. I've always imagined that it must not be a very good movie because you just never really hear about it. Yeah. Like, and for, for being such a massive, massively culturally influent, influential book 
to the point where like multiple terms from this book are are in the dictionary. Uh, I mean, a lot of words from this book are in the dictionary, almost all of them, to be honest. But I'm saying he coined a lot of these. John um, Hurt. John Hurt. That's who it is. Yeah. And Richard Burton. Dick Burt. Most of these people <coughs> don't even have headshots on IMDb. What's wow. going on here? Uh, what year was the movie? Uh, it's called 1984, Tom. What year did it release? Oh, 1984. Did it? Mm-hmm. Good synergy, good marketing. Yeah, that's what. If only when uh, you I, we had asked what happened in 1984, one of us knew the movie 1984 came out. Oh wait, hold on. There's another one mm-hmm. from 1956. What? Well, they had no idea what 1984 would be like. Back when was then. the book written? Uh, like in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, Edmund O'Brien. And mm. Michael Redgrave. And Edmund O'Brien played O'Brien, presumably? No. Edmund O'Brien played Winston Smith, and Michael Redgrave played O'Connor. Well, no wonder this is not a influential movie. It's all fucked they up. They got the casting all wrong. Yeah. Did they make O'Brien into O'Connor so people didn't get confused about an actor named O'Brien? Maybe. Or probably for, like, weird racist or ethnic reasons <laughs> i mean in fairness like i recently watched uh rewatched uh captain marvel mm-hmm. and like i kept getting confused because there's a character in that with the na- with the last name lawson oh yeah why did they do that and i'm like oh you mean larson the the main yeah uh, Brie, Brie Larson, yeah, we, we we know. But then she's like, "We have to find Lawson." I'm like, "It's you! Look in the mirror!" <laughs> oh, Lawson, not Larson. Yeah. So I get it <laughs> with them changing the name. Tom, can I make a uh, a brief detour here? Sure. I've been trying to watch all the Marvel movies. Oh, order. right, yeah. I made it to Captain so America Civil War. You made War. it to uh, Captain Marvel and you were like, a woman protagonist? No, thanks. No, and this, threw your Blu-ray is, player out the window? This is the kind of stuff I accuse you of. <laughs> you don't get to accuse me of it. Um, Captain America Civil War Yeah, took me like eight viewings to get through. You, you had to watch as- it eight times? No, I kept falling asleep. Uh, Captain America Civil War is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, you, like... you've said that about a lot of them. That like <laughs> I've been like, eh, well, Tim, that's here. why they have so many super powered men in these movies. Uh, they have to do a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, it's just uh, I I rate every. I have a movie book. I read yeah, it. Um, I had to give it an incomplete because I feel like it couldn't wow. accurately judge it because I watched it over like a month because I kept falling asleep and rewinding to the place where I think I fell asleep. Uh, yeah, Captain America: Civil War is a weird movie. Like, I still really like it, but it is a weird movie that there's. Well, I guess there's a decent amount of action, but just that, like, the big fight, the big culmination of like all these Avengers fighting each other, happens in like the most drab location. You yeah, can why ever they do imagine. that? It's just like some airstrip in like yeah, Germany it's an empty or something. Airport. Yeah. I mean. I guess maybe they were trying to avoid the problems that other superhero movies, uh, where, for, for example, like Man of damage. Steel, yeah. yeah, where it's like, oh, I saw like twenty skyscrapers fall, and I remember in real life a time two skyscrapers <laughs> fell, and that the killed biggest 3, thing that people. happened in my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I could only imagine. So I guess that's kind of what. And they were also, doing. if it's like. Look, they're not even defeating a big bad here. They're just fighting each other. So if there's collateral damage when all the good guys are fighting each other, then it's just like... Yeah. um, They've done a good job now, I'm thinking about it, because like Infinity War, they fought in like the fields of Wakanda. mm -hmm. So they were like far from the populated area of Wakanda even. Um, And then uh, Endgame, it was the Avengers campus, which they had already established was like in Westchester and like fairly remote from everything else. Yeah. One more thing. I didn't realize uh, Black Panther was introduced. uh, Yeah. In Civil War. Yeah. I was like, hey, that guy. I know that guy. Um, I'm just trying to get to freaking Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok and, you know, 
maybe Doctor Strange. I don't know. Doctor Strange is pretty good. I recently re- rewatched Watch that. The last twenty minutes of it in a barbershop one time, I didn't <laughs> like it. Um, yeah, it was a weird thing because like they were literally negotiating for the use of Spider-Man, like yeah. while they were shooting the movie. So they were also, I mean, they had to set up Black Panther anyway, but if they couldn't get Spider-Man, that was like their hedge of like, right. we'll use some of those scenes and we'll, but I get like Spider-Man's really kind of tacked onto that movie. Yeah. He's in two scenes, right? Uh, three scenes, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, two of them shot in the same day. They're in the... Um, in Peter Parker's apartment, one where Tony Stark first comes to him oh, to recruit like him later, and then later afterwards when yeah, just like, yeah. So I don't really, yeah. I guess I don't know. They weren't going to give any. They weren't going to be like, oh, Tony went to Black Panther's apartment that he lives in with his aunt. <laughs> like, so I guess they weren't. I guess it was probably mostly just like. Black Panther is going to be like the big character we introduce yeah. in this movie if if we can't uh, get Spider-Man. And he's overshadowed by a kid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway. George Orwell's 1984. <laughs> George Orwell's 1984. Uh, chapter 8 uh, is where, where uh, not where I'm starting. I read the, the rest of the book earlier. Sure you did. Um, Are you making sure we're still recording, Tom? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tim, people can't see me looking at things. I know. I, I wanted to. I wasn't. You wanted. No, Tim, we <laughs> stopped recording a half hour ago. Which, <laughs> but please, some professionalism. Um, so he's. Uh, this is. Um, uh, Winston decides like he's gonna go. So somebody. Uh, I should have got their name, but somebody in the comments pointed out that it's Prol, not oh, Proly. Yeah. Uh, which I was thinking might be the case, but then I was like, well, what's that E doing on the end if it's not supposed to be said phonetically? It's uh, James Doherty that, that, po- that, okay. that pointed that out. Um, so uh, Winston goes to the parole district, which is where all like the the underclass people live. Mm-hmm. The lower class people, not, not underclass. Um, this book's really interesting in that uh, like... Even though Winston like doesn't, you know, he he's questioning the party and everything. He has like such fucking disdain for proles. Like every description of them is like this, like f- you know, fat, toothless moron. Like every single description is just like how stupid they are. How like uh. You know, they have something wrong with them physically, even though he has uh, his varicose ulcer and like a patch of skin on his ankle that's discolored and like, I don't know, his stomach's always upset. Like, you know, the idea, I get the impression like nobody is healthy in this reality, Um, but he always goes like real in depth. of the descriptions of the proles. And I, and I think that's very intentional to kind of show like, even though this guy has a problem with like the party, he doesn't understand, uh, everything that everything that's wrong with them and everything they've like done to him. Right. That he kind of sees these people as like animals and he doesn't realize like, yeah, they are, taught you to think of them that way and you're still doing it look man it's i think uh the way uh you think about it's, certain it, people it's almost like george orwell's a very good novelist or something nah. um he uh uh winston goes to a pub um, i read a book in fucking pigs talk and i was like oh. what is this guy out of his mind yeah uh where was the fact checker on this yeah. one hello um, so he goes to, he's like trying to, you know, a lot of this book is like him feeling like he's being gaslit, but he knows he's being gaslit. It's a weird thing. I couldn't completely, there are a few things that I don't think are necessarily done well in this book. 
And not that there would necessarily be like a better way to do it, but things that just kind of aren't um, explained. And one of them is, or, or just kind of don't make sense rather. And one of them is that he's fixated on like one time he held in his hand, like irrefutable proof that um, the past was being changed. But it's like, but that's his whole job. Yeah, you were doing it. Yeah. And I guess this was, I forget the exact, I forget the example because it seemed like, oh, this is like a normal thing that he's doing. I mean, I guess that's also part of it that like, even though he knows he's right, society is just like so overwhelming, you know, with like, just, he's never hearing a dissenting voice. So he's always thinking like, I might be going crazy. Right. That, because nobody else feels this way. Um, so he goes to a pub to try and like hear about the cool past. drinking to, to try and hear about the past because he has vague memories from when he was a kid. Um, but but, you know, he's like, oh, I'll go to a pub. I'll like strike up a conversation with an old man. And he does that. And like, so he's wearing. I feel like maybe they're blue overalls and it's like, you know, an inner party uniform, essentially. Uh, so like heads turn when he comes in there and and it's one of those like he's not not allowed in there, but he would have a lot of explaining to do if if, you know, some thought police came around. Mm-hmm. Um, Much like Lucy. Exactly. Lucy was also uh, afraid of the thought police, and I love Lucy, as, as I understand it. I mean, um, Ricky Ricardo is kind of thought police-esque. That's true. He was always like, like, Lucy, what uh, are you thinking? Are you scheming to get in <laughs> yeah. my show? Yeah. yeah, and she's like, the only you know privacy I have are these few square centimeters inside my head that mm-hmm. Ricky can't see. Yeah. So uh, he's like, he strikes up a conversation with, with an old man, but uh, in typical old man at a bar fashion, like every, every time <laughs> he, he regret it immediately. Yeah. Well, it's just like every time he's like, hey, we're you were around old timer like you were. He keeps saying to him, like, you were an adult by the time I was born. Were we always at war with Eurasia or like we were used to be at war with East Asia. Right. And the guy's like, ah, I remember the beer used to be, you know, and it's just like talking about other shit. I look forward to being an old man (laughs) like that and having roundabout answers to every question I'm asked. (laughs) Um, So he gives up on that and he goes to an antique shop. I believe he says it's the same antique store that he bought the the diary from, Mm -hmm. the illegal diary they Again, not like illegal, but like you're going to have to have a good answer why you have that. Right. He goes there and he buys a paperweight and it's just like a flower in like a glass cube. I think it's a flower. And he's just like mesmerized by it, buys it from the the nice antique man. Um, And he leaves. Who does he see when he walks outside? That pretty girl that he likes. A pretty girl. And he's like, oh, fuck. I'm 100% being followed. How on earth? Like, what are the odds that she's also here? And she's like walking towards him. He's walking towards her. And there's like nobody around. And he's like, hmm, I could pick up one of these cobblestones and just bash her over the head with it. It's a normal thought. Yeah. And like nobody, because again, he's just like putting all these thoughts on her and and he decide, you know, he doesn't do it. But then he's like, It'd be a ah. very different book if he did do it. Yeah. Uh, but instead, he's like, well, I guess I'll just go home the, instead, and uh, I guess I'll kill myself <laughs> because, like, she's definitely going to report me to the thought police, and then they're going to torture the shit out of me before they kill me. So I'll probably just kill myself instead. Um, but he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> and that's the end Good. of the end of book one. Yeah. Otherwise it'd be a short book. Yeah. And also like, I never like to hear about anybody exactly taking their own life. Uh, so that ends book one 
And well, then... we're done. Well, uh, <laughs> weird book. No, but... it's one of these books that has books inside of it. It's a, one of those bargain deals. Wow. Tom, you, you're always hunting for a good deal. <laughs> um, so the uh, book two, chapter one, he's, he's walking around uh, work. And he's like walking down a hallway. And uh, he sees the girl walking towards him again. Mm-hmm. And now she's got a cast on. I forget if she had a cast before. Somebody bash her in the <laughs> arm with a fucking rock? No, but so she trips and falls. And even though he's like, oh, boy, my my nemesis, the woman who's eventually going to get me killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has like a human reaction of like, especially because she's in the cast of being like, oh, shit, are you OK? Um, and like helps oh, her fool. <laughs> and, and helps her up. Well. When he helps her up, she slips a note into his hand. Ah. And now, even though he is 100% not expecting this, he's smart enough to not be like, hey, what's this note? You know, and he just slips into his pocket. And then he's like, he's like, what I want to do is just like run in the bathroom and read it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, But then he's like. Oh, the bathrooms are where they're like definitely watching the cameras all the Toilet time. Toilet cams. Yeah, that would be the worst place to yeah. do it. Bunch of pervs down at Big Brother headquarters. <laughs> so instead, he goes back to his desk and like casually throws it on his desk and then like throws other papers on top of it and like gives, you know, goes back to his work, gives it like a good 10 minutes or so before he looks at it. He looks at it, guess what it says? And, and he's like the whole time, of course, he's like, what does this say? Like, what on earth could this possibly say? Do you like me? And then a checkbox for yes, and a checkbox for Not right too far off, Tim. The note says, I love you. Wow. And of course, he's got to like hide his, re- you know, that's the last thing he's expecting. Yeah. So he's got to hide his emotions and be like, oh, normal paper. And then he throws it in the memory hole. Um. So now he's I like- I would like to have a memory hole. <laughs> I mean, it's just a garbage, Tim. There's a shredder behind you. You can consider that can a memory Can I take hole. it with me? No, you can go buy your own at Staples. Well, They're like $30. If you $30. have something you want to put down the memory hole right now, you're welcome to use the shredder. Put your nothing credit of card mine. in there. No, nothing of mine. It it has a slot for credit cards. I know. I'm gonna put your I'm gonna put your social security <laughs> card in there. Well, I know my social security number. Yeah, but how are you gonna prove it? I knew you were going to ask me to prove it. Um, so now he's My like, credit card is metal, so I can't put it through. I, I have a lot of metal credit cards, too. Tim. Yeah, but not the one that I'm going to devastate you with <laughs> by putting it through the shredder. I mean, honestly, you could put one of my metal credit cards in there and it'll ruin the shredder. Yeah. That would be much... Jokes on I'd you. I'd be so much more mad yeah, if you broke $30. the... $30. I mean, the credit card, I can just tell the credit card company I lost this card. They'll, <laughs> they'll overnight me a new one. Yeah. You break that shredder, I've got to go spend another 30 bucks at Staples. Or Best Buy. It's an excuse to go to Best Buy. I've gotten my wife uh, hooked on going to Best Buy. <laughs> Tim, you've criticized me for a decade about going to Best Buy, and now you've gotten your wife hooked on going to Best Buy? I know, it's great. Sick man. Uh, yeah. A truly sick man. Yeah. Only a sick man would know, even know that they sell shredders at Best Buy. What do you mean? I would. I didn't think that. Why would I go to Best Buy to buy office supplies when I could go to Staples? Well, I went to Best Buy to get a printer cartridge, and they didn't even have the one I needed. Oh, well, that's on you. It's interesting. <laughs> we know all about content. <laughs> um. So now he's like, all right, I got to talk to this lady, but, you know, I'm living in this 1984 world. I can't just be like, hey, what mm-hmm. do you mean by that? I love you note. Yeah. So he's I know like, what she meant by it. So he's like, all right, I got to. This lady's got the hots for me. He's like, I got to I gotta figure out how to sit next to her in the cafeteria. Ooh. In typical grade school yeah. manner. Um, but he, like, can't look like it's planned, again, like in grade school manner. So, like, there's a bunch of false starts where, like, he sees her and he goes over, but then, like, other people sit down before him. So he has to, like, turn away 
where like he's about to do it, but then somebody's like, hey, Winston, come sit with us. And he's like, fuck. Um, but eventually he does it. They only talk for like, you know, a few seconds, like under their breath. And um, she's like, come come meet me in Victory Square tonight. Or, or maybe it's not that night, a few nights later. And then she like gets up, leaves, you know, uh, very like spy shit. They go to, yeah, he goes to Victory Square. He finds her victory. You know, she, everything's victory. There's victory gin, victory mansions, victory square. Um, so he's there and he sees her and like, but there's like a huge crowd because they're bringing uh, Eurasian uh, prisoners through. So that's why there's a big crowd. Just people like spitting and like, screaming. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's the perfect cover because like microphones can't pick up a conversation when everybody's, uh, shoulder to shoulder. Right. So they're like shoulder to shoulder. And she's like, all right, here, uh, on Thursday, here's what you're going to do. This is where you're going to go to meet me. And she gives him like very, I mean, I, the whole time I'm thinking like, oh, if this were me, I'd be like, oh, forget it. We're just not going to be together because they're very complicated directions. Are they talking while um, mouthing or like pretending that they're sort of like, yeah, so they're like, I really like you. But like, um, you, they're you, like, the in, listener can't see my face what I'm doing. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they, I think like maybe one of them will be mouthing like that they're screaming or maybe actually screaming. Right. And the other one's like, hey, all right, so here's what we're going to do. Yeah. But she's like, it's a very quick conversation of just like, all right, you're going to take this train to this place. You're going to make a left and then a right. You're going to see a fence, but not this fence. Make a left there. Very complex. And um, uh, she gives him cum. Why did I write that down? She gives him cum? No, cum. C-O-M. Um. I don't know. She like squeezes his hand and that, uh-huh. you know, he gets like a, a real uh, kick out Whatever of that. Whatever you say. <laughs> um, the, the next chapter is, you know, this is where it happens. He like follows her directions. Even in the woods, he's like, they got microphones out here. So like, I still have to be careful. And when she sees him, she like tells him, gives him the signal for like, hey, don't say anything. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Follows her. Um, uh, and she, so he finally learns her name. Her name's Julia. And she's Julia or Juliet? Julia. Julia. And she's, you know, she's not who she seems. She's against the party. And um, uh, she tears off her junior anti sex league sash. Uh, because she's not anti-sex; she's pro-sex. Mm. And uh, they. What bump. is this junior? Is she a, a child? She's not a child. Is no, she? but she's like twenty to twenty-five. Okay. Um. And how old is Winston? He's thirty-nine. Okay, that's that's not right. Well, and there's a lot of you know his. Internal- he's younger than you. He's older than I am. <laughs> He's the same age as you. What are you talking about? <laughs> or he will be in a matter of days. So he doesn't take his clothes off. She takes hers off. And like he's like va 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 boom. Yeah. Like, look at this body compared to my old shitty body. Yeah. Um 39 year old body is nice sometimes. <laughs> um, Some people like it. So this is like his dream come true. Uh, and uh, after after they boned, he's like, like, you know, have you done this before? And she's like, yeah, man, I've done this shit dozens, if not hundreds of times. And that gets him like even more horned up because he's like, yeah, I want her to like not be pure like that. That makes it even better because like I hate. I never want to know about stuff like that in books. <laughs> Like uh, what people t- <laughs> what think about how- people on? Yeah, that's actually the only reason I read books. <laughs> I know, I know it is. <laughs> um, so the books we read are very different. Um, yeah, he, he basically like the dirtier you know he sees her, 
you know, and obviously it's not dirty, but it's like in that world, that's like such a rebellious act that he's like, oh, okay. The more rebellious she is with sex, the more I know she hates the party, which is right. great for me because that makes me hornier. Um, Does he use the word horny in the book? No, hornier? he doesn't use the word horny. It's much more descriptive than yeah. that. Um, so they they go back to their normal lives, and but then like you know they they arrange more meetups, but like they're very careful. Like that place, they're like, all right, that's like a good spot, but we can't come back there for at least a month. Yeah, you know that that spot's burned now. Um, she's living in a hostel. Uh, with other, uh, you know, other young Weirdos, women. Yeah. She tells him. So this is fucked up. She tells him about like, you know, the first time she had sex, she was 16 and the guy was 60. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but, um, but like, as they talk more, Winston realizes that like, she's kind of not political about this stuff. Like she doesn't. She's not like, yeah, this whole society sucks. We need to tear it down. She's just kind of like in this for her. Like she just kind of gets off on like doing something she's not supposed to do while also like keeping up these appearances. You know, he says she's like booked every night of the week because she's like involved in so many volunteer government things just to like not only keep up appearances, but just that like gets her off as well. To be like, yeah, they think they think right. I'm they on th- their th- side. Yeah, they think I'm like a perfect cookie cutter yeah. drone, but I'm not. Um and uh she explains to him though that like the reason why the party is like so anti sex is because, and this is interesting, I think this is true about like a lot of societies and governments and religions. She's like, if nobody's allowed to have sex, then they've just got all this like pent up sexual energy that then the government can direct <laughs> and, and mean, be like, hey, you're all like horned up and just like, you need an outlet for this? Well, like, here's your outlet, hate towards like, you know, a group of others um, that you don't even really know anything about, but like that's how you'll get your rocks off or whatever. What were you gonna say? I mean, I just feel like uh, incels have been weaponized in uh, American society. Yeah, very well, effectively. Well, I mean, and like you know, religious fundamental fundamentalism throughout the world. That's yeah. like a big tactic of just like. You know, yeah, I I know you want to have sex. That's bad. That's sinful. God hates that. So don't do that. What God really wants you to do is kill these people. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. And you ever watch Jeopardy? And you're like, this guy's <laughs> proud incel. And if he loses <laughs> if he's Jeopardy, on Jeopardy, if he if this guy loses Jeopardy, he's gonna be bad for society. <laughs> He's just like, this ah. is where he's poured all the sexual exactly, energy into Exactly, exactly. And now he's got Aaron Rodgers, a jock, telling him if he's right <laughs> if or wrong. Aaron Rodgers gets the fucking <laughs> full-time gig of Jeopardy host. I'm going to stop watching Jeopardy because it is it is a jocks versus nerds <laughs> thing. And as a jock, I'm kind of like, well, it's cool, but I feel like the nerds <laughs> right, have yeah. to have their day as, in the As sun. a lifelong jock. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Winston tells uh, Julia about like his ex-wife and recounts this story about this time they were like on a hike together and he uh, he was like ah oh, check out these plants and she was like where and he's like over the cliff and she's like oh over there and like he held her to steady her and then he was like oh, I could just give her a real quick shove and all all old Winston's problems would be gone. What was the deal with his ex-wife? Why didn't he like her? She was, he thought she was very stupid. Uh, and she so was. So he was going to fucking push her <laughs> off a cliff? Yeah. <laughs> and 
Uh, she begrudgingly had sex with them, and uh, but then they couldn't procreate. You know, uh, right, right. Um, so she's just like gone, but like they're not divorced or anything, right? Um, I'm surprised. Why is that allowed? I'm not a hundred percent. I think because basically it's like, oh, if you can't procreate, uh, then we don't really yeah. care. Do whatever you want. But I don't think there's like a mechanism in place to get divorced. Right. Um, and like marriages, you know, like this was essentially like an arranged marriage. Like they never got along to begin with or anything like that. So I think it's basically like, oh, she probably still just like works and lives, you know, across the street or whatever. Um, but that's like part of the reason why there's a lot of reasons, but that's a big part of the reason why he could never be with Julia because like he is technically married. Um, and like, but I think he, well, I guess maybe if she were dead, they would be like, okay, you can like be with somebody right. you need to procreate. But, um, but also like they would have to engineer it because if he was like, Hey, I want to marry this lady. They'd be like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like we don't need you happy. falling in love yeah, with somebody. Exactly. Um, so the next chapter, uh, we like fast forward a little bit and now, um, Winston is renting a room above the antique shop uh, from this man, Mr. Charrington. He's the guy who runs the antique shop. It sounds like a guy that would run an antique shop. Uh, and he, so he's renting that room just for uh, like an affair with Julia. And like, you know, Mr. Charrington's a prole and, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, uh, he's, he's not asking questions. To the point where he even tells them, like, there's so you know about the entrance in the front, there's also an entrance in the back, mm. blah, blah, blah. I mean, and you know, like Soviet. I've rented out this sex den before. Right. And I think also, you know, uh, like communist countries in reality, like Soviet Union and uh, North Korea. You know, there's there's a thriving black market. We already know there's a thriving black market for items that are hard to find. But I think also, a like, yeah, there's human nature. People are still going to want to bone and people look the other way in the right. in cases like this. Um, so uh, Julie gets there. Uh, she's late. And then I think she or. I forget if it's this time she's like late. No, I think another time they're going to meet and she's like, oh, I can't. And, it, and he's like, he's like so mad about it. And, um, it's cause she has her period and, uh, he's just like, Oh boy. Um, and he, he, he fantasizes about like them living somewhere else. Uh, they, they meet up again and now she's like brought um, sugar, coffee, and bread hmm. with her, which like are impossible to get. But she's like, yo, these aren't impossible to get. Like the upper inner party, they've got this shit in spades. They're just keeping it from everybody it's like else. The pigs going in the freaking house, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, the farmer's house. And then she's like, all right, turn around. And he turns around and, she, and then she's like, all right, now look. And she's painted her face. She's put makeup on. And according to him, done like a real bad job at it. But even a bad job where nobody wears makeup except for parole prostitutes. So he's still like hubba hubba. She looks like a delightful parole prostitute. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, They're laying in bed. Uh, Julia screams like, hey, get out of here. And uh, it was a rat. And uh, Winston is like terrified of rats, or he's like a rat. No, thank you. Um, they talk more. They sing a song. Um, they they she asks about like the paperweight that he has, and they like talk about it a little bit. Um, and he, you know, he's just fascinated with this paperweight. He loves this paperweight. Uh, the last chapter I read this week. Um, Sim, who I think I mentioned last week, you he, did a guy that he worked with. He has disappeared, oh, and no. like the first day, the it's like, or it's like, oh, 
where's Sim? And then by the next day, nobody's asking where Sim is. And then by the next day, Winston notices like, you know, a list that was up for like a softball team <laughs> that Sim's name. He's like, well, this list is now one name shorter yeah. and it's not crossed out. It's just third gone. baseman anymore. <laughs> yeah. And he was never there. It, it wasn't something. It was, you know, like a yeah. munitions volunteer or something. Um yeah, the idea that they would have a softball league was very, <laughs> it's like, ah, finally, something nice about this <laughs> like, book. This doesn't sound so bad, yeah, the society. Right. Um, uh, everybody's getting ready for hate week. Um, and uh, uh, Winston, yeah, he's like full on in love now. And like all he can think about is this room and like this girl that's half his freaking age yeah and like hot as heck and just like man i wish i was in that room with that hot girl uh nailing her all the time <laughs> i mean that's not the way he thought but um <laughs> and george orwell a little bit more articulate <laughs> um and he like fantasizes about his wife dying so he can be with julia but like i said they can't really be together and then he like imagines the two of them like you know uh uh faking their deaths essentially and becoming proles and just like hiding out and he's like ah like they'd find us you can't really do that um they talk about the brotherhood which is like a rumored underground resistance mm-hmm. but she doesn't think they exist and like, you know, he's very much not sure about it. Um, but she does tell him she's like, oh, but you're like, you know, like this war is bullshit, right? Uh, he's like, huh? And she's like, yeah, the war that we're always at. And like earlier um, when he was uh, during, you know, meeting up for a rendezvous, like a bomb dropped, um, you know, and this is shortly after World War Two. Yeah. So like. You know, the, the the memories of London being bombed are fresh and like he gets like blasted by this bomb, uh, you know, so it's like out of nowhere. There's just like a flash and he's like on the ground covering debris and he like finds her and thinks she's dead for a second. He's just terrified, um, but she's all right. But she's like, you know, that's not Eurasia dropping those bombs. That's us. Like we're dropping bombs on ourselves. And then, you know, false flag. Yeah. False flag, baby. Have you ever watched Loose Change? She asked him. She asked him that? Yeah. About 9-11. Yeah. Go on YouTube and search for Loose Change. That's what she tells him. Did you ever watch Loose Change? I tried to watch it, I think. And it was just like. wasn't good. They just, they made (laughs) a lot of claims. So I was like, based on what? Yeah. There was like a lot of claims that. I just remember watching it and thinking like it, it, the the whole thing just seemed like silly in how serious it was. Yeah. Of just like not that not, obviously like if you think, you know, 9-11 was a hoax, you would take that seriously. But it was like we have to show people it's serious by always having music that's like dumb. Yeah. Um, but also like everything was so scattershot. Where it was like, here's 10 different theories of what yeah. could have happened. And the majority of those theories relied on like the entire New York City population being in on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think part of that was the hologram. I was going to say, like, one of the them Pentagon? was like, yeah, like the planes that hit were holograms. And it's like, Nah, I know people that saw the planes. Yeah, they no, weren't holograms. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, he tells her about O'Brien uh, too. And he's like, I got just like a glimpse. You know, our eyes met this one day. And I think he's in on this too. And um, uh, she's like, yeah, like whatever. Um and uh Winston's like Winston's kind of not happy about her her politics like he 
you know, he first imagined that she was an awful party, you know, uh, like a Hitler youth type that was going to turn him in and get him tortured and killed. Then he thought like, oh, this woman is the first person I've ever met that thinks the way I do. Because like he talks about his wife and like how, you know, I don't think he ever was like, hey, you think uh, all this is bullshit? But like he, you know, little things he would say she would like not pick up on or like immediately swat down. But he thought she was like, oh, we're simpatico. She thinks the same way I do. But now he's like, oh, she's just like in this to get her rocks off. And he accuses her of only being a rebel from the waist down. Whoa. That means her private parts. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. But she took her top off earlier, so yeah, well, maybe the neck, neck down. down. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's and that's where uh, we end this week. Mm. A lot more sex than I was uh, expecting. In this yeah, book. I mean, there is a lot of sex. It doesn't get into any details that aren't gross about like his varicose veins. And oh, stuff. Yeah, because um, yeah, there's one part Very where like. He finally takes his clothes off in front of her and like he's like, oh, surely you're disgusted by my body and she's not. Um, But he also talks about. uh, I think it was maybe it was after this um, that like his body starts like looking better and like his like cough and his morning cough goes away and stuff because he's like happy he like yeah. has something to live for so he's not just you know <laughs> dying from the inside the power of positive thinking exactly that's what we preach on this show yeah the power of positive thinking you can beat any disease yeah just by sending us money becoming a patron like you mm-hmm. have yeah all of you halfway there uh are Disease-free, even if you've been told otherwise. There's a lot of chatter, Tom, on the Discord. Uh-huh. Uh, you, do you ever go on the Discord? You know I don't. I thought maybe you you popped in once. That seems I like that's in. your style. I know. It is. My, I stay Not away from to, it to because lurk. I think I'll, I'll get sucked in. Yeah. There's a lot of chatter. Like, there's a lot of people talking in the books channel mm-hmm. about, like, uh, the politics underlying this book. Yeah. And I just want these people to know we're not stupid. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know. We know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. And, and what is going on, Tim? You know, stuff. It's like uh, real heady stuff. Yeah. It's it's stuff where like Winston thinks one thing, but then Julia thinks something else. And then everybody else thinks a different thing yeah. entirely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think these people think we're stupid, but you know what? You think they think we're stupid or you think they're just, you're telling me like, you should be on the discord more. People are calling us stupid. <laughs> no, it's not that they're calling us stupid. Do you th- I think or do you think like, people are just having conversations about just the like, book. I just want to clarify, like, uh, the, like, uh, George Orwell was a democratic socialist. Yeah, and blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I think there's a lot of stuff there where it's like, um, his word is like, oh, he hates communism, so he hates socialism. And we're not that dumb. That's yeah. not, we know well, that's I was going to say one. that I you think know, like, that I think this book is is uh, real interesting from that perspective of like differentiating between communism and socialism. Yeah, that like they are different things, and like you know, communism's bad, <laughs> and and this book kind of illustrates you know a lot of that with like the different tiers of people and like, you know, everything just kind of flows upward and the, the, you know, like this system does not benefit at all. The, the proles, right? Like they're not really, you know, again, it's like, you know, communist uh, Soviet union where it's like, Oh, they're waiting in lines for bread and, you know, things are always scarce. I read that was all a hoax. Tom. And they're just, you know, they're not, uh, I mean, the thing is, it's like, they're not taking care of it all, but at the same time, you know, 
especially because Winston like looks down his nose at all these people. But then when you when you read about ways describing it, it's like, oh, all these people are happy, though. <laughs> these people aren't miserable every day of their life uh, because the government's essentially leaving them alone, right. uh, which is a better fate than what Winston. Uh, That's what endorsed. I would wish for us, Tom. The government just leave us alone. Just leave me alone. Let me uh, quit taxing me. Hey. I built this myself. Yeah. Hey, government, you want to listen to this podcast, sign up to Patreon. Yeah. Sorry, President uh, Joseph Joseph Hussein Biden. (laughs) I couldn't remember Joe (laughs) Biden's first name. (laughs) All right. We're done here. Uh, Yeah, I think that's... Hey, we're not stupid. You forgot the president's first name. (laughs) Thank you for being patrons. We love you very much. We'll see you next week.